We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It is Monday, it is February 11th, it's 2019, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good friend, my buddy, uh, Will, Chief Justice 06. We all know how your weekend was, my friend. Um, <laughs> you know, all smiles from you, I'm, I'm guessing, over there. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, feels good when you get it right. Uh Everything I've been talking about all year finally came together for me. So uh, let's keep this thing rolling, man. I um, it, it was very obviously a very humbling experience. Which I mean, not to brag, but you know, I've taken out 100k before. But when it's it's always humbling, man. It, like I said earlier to you today, it just it never gets old because uh, you know in this business. It's hard to take it down, you know, and, and when you get your shot, it, it, it feels good when you make it there. So uh, had, had a shot a couple weeks ago, came in like fifth, uh, got us a nice Hattie B's hat in Nashville, and a week later, here we are. So pr- pretty pumped, man, pretty pumped and uh, ready to keep contributing. Let's see if we can help someone else take it down. Yes, sir. You know, you've been you've been really close a lot over the last couple weeks. Um the info has been spot on and, you know, you, you've been right at it. And it's just more, you know, something I wanted to talk about really quick was just trusting the process. Trust your process. You trusted your process. You didn't waver from anything that you've been doing. Um, and trusting your process got you there uh, at the end of the day. So, um, like I said, congrats to you. It's awesome. Very happy for you. I'm really happy to see everybody tweeting you. Um you know that, that that kind of stuff means a lot to us, and you know we don't we don't say it. And, you know we don't obviously ask for people to do that kind of stuff, but you know that that stuff means a lot. So um, I'm sure it meant a lot to you. You're shaking your head. Uh, you agree with me? Um, who cannot agree with me? Uh, just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah. So congratulations to you. Um, if it wasn't a nine game slate, maybe we review the lineup and talk about it a lot. But we have a lot to talk about here today. Um, maybe, maybe one day during the all-star break, we'll break down it or something like that. But, uh, Will, before we get into talking about the slate, we do have this awesome sponsor and this listeners league that we do each and every day over there on our sponsor, fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. That way you guys get access to all the awesome stuff that we do with fantasy draft, which is stuff all the time. So if you want access to that, make sure you sign up through the Roto-Grinders link. 
If you want to play against me and Mr. Chief, um, make sure you go to the comment section on the Rotor Grinders podcast page and get the link to play in our listeners league. It, it will be up on sometime on Monday. Um, they didn't send it to me yet. Um, also emailed them again about getting um, the contest going for the, the people that have won the first two weeks, uh, those two five mans. So we'll get that going um, where the winner will get that ticket and get entered into the monthly uh, for your chance to win some, um, you know, some NBA tickets. So a lot of stuff going on um, with rotor grinders and everything right now. So if you want to, you know, play, analyze our lineups. Um, Friday, you guys are welcome. Um, I totally forgot all about my lineup on Friday. And um, I don't even know where it finished, uh, but I'm sure it didn't finish up front uh, because I, I got so busy doing dad responsibilities that I just completely forgot about my lineup. Um, and I was like, eh, 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 donated to the listeners. So, well, we got a lot to talk about. Nine games. We start with New York at Cleveland. It's a 209.5 total. Uh, it's a pick'em game. Moutier is out. Nick Nick Lakina is still out. Um, on the Cleveland side of things, obviously, J.R. Smith is out. Tristan Thompson's still out. And then um, Osman is doubtful. All right, Will, let's start with New York. Nine-game slate. Are we looking at anybody from the Knicks here? Uh, yeah, man, just I'm just gonna play Dennis Smith Jr. again. Uh, 6400. Uh, I know that price is coming up a little bit, I think he's around 68 on FanDuel, but it, it just doesn't matter. This is probably the one of the best matchups he's had since he's transferred outside of Detroit. I mean, Detroit was a good, great matchup for him as well, but I mean, we saw what he did against Toronto, played 30 minutes, put up 33 fantasy points in a pretty tough matchup. And he actually shot terrible that game, four for 17. Uh, you know, if half of those buckets go down, another eight points, he's right back over 40. So I, I'm really thrilled to be able to play Dennis Smith Jr. against a pretty putrid defense. Uh, just just really excited about this spot for him. Uh, Kevin Knox, I think, is a guy you can look at. He's playing big minutes right now, you know, it's just proven time and time again, man. Just target a bad defense is good things will happen. Uh, Noah Vonley looks like he's not – I'm not sure if this was a matchup thing with Toronto. Maybe his minutes will come back up in the 30s, but it's not looking so. And then DeAndre Jordan at 5,800, I just think is a little bit too cheap. Uh, obviously, you know I've, I've given you my statement that the Knicks stink. However, Cleveland is worse, uh, in my opinion. So I'm going to – definitely target those couple of Knicks here in this spot. You kind of nailed it there um, for a second. Like these, these teams both stink. It's a two Oh nine and a half total to pick them. Um, that's just how bad both these teams are. But yeah, Mario Hazonia started over the weekend for Vonley, who's been struggling. Um, obviously we have no idea what Fizdale's doing. Uh, we're not even going to sit here and try to figure out what Fizdale's doing because that would be a, a waste of 10 minutes and a waste of your time. So, I think DSJ is the play. I couldn't agree with you more. Cleveland allows the second most fantasy points per game uh, to opposing point guards. So, this is an excellent spot for DSJ. You talked about it. He struggled from the field in that Toronto game. It really showed us what, like, the type of upside, the type of floor that we're really looking at with him right now. DeAndre Jordan is cheap. His minutes have been all over the place. He's been in foul trouble. He's been not in foul trouble, not playing a lot. So, I think... Those are the two Knicks I, I want to take shots on. I don't mind Kevin Knox. Which he was a little bit cheaper. I know he's been playing a ton of minutes, um, and it's a good matchup. But I really want to play DSJ and Jordan before I would play uh, Knox, even though I don't mind Knox. Um, on the Cleveland side of things, <laughs> um, you know, pick your poison, right? Like one day, one day Sexton plays 40 minutes. Um and then the next game, you know, his minutes are all over the place. Clarkson's minutes are all over the place. Is there anything that you're wanting here uh, on the Cleveland side of things uh, against the Knicks team that not very good on defense as well? Oh, man, this is – Stevie, you know I love this whole game. Uh, you know, I talked about the New York guys, uh, mainly DSJ, mainly DSJ and Knox probably. But this Cleveland team, man, um, and I'm, I'm thinking – I'm trying to figure out – with Osman, he's doubtful. So yeah, he's not expected to play. 
Yeah. So so with that news, I mean, now that means we're going to get this matchup again with Jordan Clarkson playing minutes. We're going to get uh, Larry Nance playing big minutes again. I just I'm, I'm excited about these guys, man. Colin Sexton's been been playing pretty well. I'm not I'm not as enthused about Sexton. I don't think you need Sexton, but uh, but Larry Nance is a guy that I, I'm for sure thinking about at 5,900. The guys put up I think 40 past two games, 50 and 40 back to back. And if you go back the last four games, five games, 33, 37, 30, 50 and 40. Uh, I talked about Larry Nance being JSU. I think I brought that up. We talked about this last Saturday in Nashville, and I said Larry Nance is coming. And sure enough, since that day, he's been crushing. So uh, I think Nance and Clarkson are just two of my favorite targets at 5,200. Clarkson should just have a field day here with the New York Knicks. And, and you're getting really cheap exposure to guys that have 40, 50-point upside. I think, you know, a little mini 2-1 stack in this game of, of uh, Clarkson, Nance, and then run it back with DSJ. I really think it's an optimal play for this slate, um, getting some, you know, mid-range and cheap exposure, and then you can load up on a couple other games later on. Well, I got one more guy. I couldn't agree with you more on Clarkson Sexton. I got one tournament play for you guys. Uh, it's David Nawaba. Um, oh, yeah. He's 3,800. It was a back-to-back against the Pacers the other day that they said before the game that they were going to limit his workload. Um, yeah. And Marquise Chris, too. Yeah, so, like, David Nawaba, 3,800. Uh, the Knicks are really bad against wing players. Um, <laughs> that's no secret to anybody. So, mm-hmm. like, David Nawaba, I, I think he probably plays 27 to 30 minutes in this game, um, you know, after getting a couple days of, of rest, so... I like Nawaba at 38. Um, obviously, he needs to hit shots. That's why I said it's a tournament play, and the minutes could be 23 instead of 27. So it's tournament play only, but Nawaba, you know, he stands out at that price. And then you mentioned Chris. He's been salary 23 and 24 minutes in his first two games, and he got the start against the Pacers the other day. So Marquise Chris, min salary. This is a guy that could potentially like 7, 8x his price. Um you know, if he got the minutes. So I certainly don't mind Chris as well. Zizek, um, they just seem very uninterested in playing him minutes for some reason. So um, definitely don't mind Chris at min salary. So did you have anything else you wanted to add on Chris or are we moving on? Nope. Nah, we can move it, man. Charlotte at Indiana taking on the Pacers here. 217 and a half total. Pacers favored by five in this game. Tony Parker is doubtful. Old Depot, you know, is out. And then Miles Turner is the big question mark here. He is questionable. But everything I've read on Turner is he's supposed to play. Uh, so but we're just going to put him as questionable here. He is on the injury report. Um, let's start with Charlotte. Uh, obviously, you have a soft spot for Charlotte right now. Um, what are we doing with the Hornets here? Well, you know I do, but you also know I don't. Uh, I'm not playing around with trying to load up on these guys on this slate. Uh, that was Saturday. Today is going to be Monday. Uh, the process. Yes. Play the matchups. Don't play <laughs> them against the Pacers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I I can't. I don't think I can play Kimba. Uh, I mean, man, I, I wish I could play someone, but I just can't. Uh, Marvin Williams at forty five hundred, like I totally get it, man. He, he's he's really cheap. Just don't just don't think it's the right spot. Um, but as I said, I, I I am gonna have at least one Charlotte stack out there somewhere, j- just in case. I've talked about this. I do not like Charlotte. I'm not recommending Charlotte. This is just me being a hometown fan, giving you the transparency that you know and love. Uh, I will have at least one Charlotte stack out there just for hometown sake, but, uh, but, but I don't, I don't like Charlotte at all in this spot. I think this is an awful spot coming off a big game Saturday. Uh, and Indiana really has been playing phenomenal basketball. I mean, they've pretty much just been hammering every team, um, for the past few, few, few games. I think they're probably about five or six games in now where they've just been destroying teams. And, uh, I I don't think Charlotte wants any part of this cruising into the all-star break. Yeah, and the thing about the Pacers, um, obviously, they've been doing it with defense. Um, you know, we talk about Kemba. You know, the Pacers allow the fewest fantasy points per game uh, to opposing point guards. We talked about Marvin Williams. They allow the six fewest uh, to power forwards. Uh, 
Um, even like a Jeremy Lamb, they're good against wing players. Uh, they really don't have too many weak spots. And like when we get salary type plays and spots we can price enforce against the Pacers, I don't mind it. But Charlotte coming off the game against Atlanta, we're not price enforcing anybody here. Uh, so it's gonna be a spot that I stay away from Charlotte. Um, I'm not a Charlotte Hornets fan, so I don't have to have a stack out there. Um, <laughs> Pacers side of things, like I, you know, this is obviously going to depend on Miles Turner a lot. Um, you know, if he's out, we're looking at Sabonis, but really, like, I don't mind maybe a Bodanovich, but like, you know, we like wings against Charlotte, but like the price on him is very, like, it, they priced him right. So this might be a game that I just kind of X off if Turner plays and, you know, move on to the next one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if Turner was out, if Turner plays, obviously, I think, you know, I'll probably just cross it off as well. Uh, but if he's out, like, Sabonis is going to be the ultimate play, like kind of the must play of the slate, I would think. Um, you know, Corey Joseph kind of exploded over the weekend. I don't I don't think that's a necessity. I don't think he has to play Joseph. He has been playing really well as of late. He's 4,400, playing about, about 30 minutes. I totally get it. Uh, but I, I still don't think he's a necessity along with Tyreek Evans. But uh, if Turner's out, Sabonis is the play. And he's probably about the only guy I would look to take a shot with. I usually like Bogdanovich, like you said. He's a guy I've, I've been playing. I actually played him on that 40-point game. I think that was the night I, I got really close. But, um, you know, on this slate, I just I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, like I, I obviously I don't mind Corey Joseph. Um, he's cheap. Uh, I guess we should have talked about him more, but you know, you, you brought him up. Um, you know, he's played over thirty minutes now in six, uh, five of the last six games. Um, five of the yeah. last six games. So the production's up for Corey Joseph. I don't want to chase, but the fact that like he went for almost forty fantasy points against Cleveland the other night and his price came down two hundred dollars. Like I, I don't think it's a chase at all. So. Um, don't mind Corey Joseph on the cheap side. Um, we do have some value that's opening up on this slate, but maybe this is a spot where we see some guys and some, we're starting to see teams get healthy before the all-star break too. Um, so it, it's potentially spots that we're looking for some value. So I don't mind Corey Joseph here, uh, like you mentioned. So moving on, we got Washington at Detroit. Uh, we have a 220 total here. Detroit favored by three and a half. Uh, Jeff Green is questionable in this one. Um, I know Wayne Ellington is supposed to sign with Detroit. I don't think it's happened yet, has it? I know I don't. I don't really follow along on the weekends. Um, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't think he has. I've been following the news all, all weekend. Got got nothing on it. Uh, all right. So, yeah. um, Washington side of things. Obviously, obviously, we're going to be watching. Um, you know, to see if Jeff Green plays. You know, Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker on this team. We're starting to see a little bit of Beal's usage go down a little bit, but the production's actually been really solid uh, for Bradley Beal with this, you know, these guys opening up the floor a little bit. Yeah. So let, let me go ahead and clear this out of the way right now. If you're playing on FanDuel tomorrow, you need to play Jabari Parker. They have mistakenly left him at 3,900 yet again. So I'm just putting that out there. Don't get cute here. Don't try to overthink this. On FanDuel, you need to have Jabari Parker. I don't care if you're playing 100 lineups. You need to have him in all 100. He's 3,900. Okay, we got that out of the way. Uh, on DK, I think you have to make a decision. He's 5,600. Uh, if Jeff Green is out and maybe he picks up a start, I love him. Uh, I mean, high usage guys, man, and, and, and that are going to get guaranteed minutes – they just produce, and that's what we're seeing here with Jabari Parker. I mean, if the Bulls would have given him 25 minutes a game, he'd crush every night. Uh, unfortunately, they did not do that. Fortunately for us now, he's with Washington. He's going to get minutes. So uh, I, I think he's okay. At 5,600, I do still think you have to think about it just because, I, I mean, he's pretty much put up 40 fantasy points both games. Is he going to keep putting up 40 fantasy points? I, I don't think so. But – I think in this offense, he can get 30 with his eyes closed. And I think – so I think that's still fair. There's no reason Barbie Porter should be 6,300 and he should be 5,600 in this spot. So I think you take the less of the two and you take him. Um, I'm kind of down on Sadoransky. I know he's been he's been playing fairly well, but, but you know, point guards against Detroit, like I get it. 
but I feel like he's still kind of an, an odd man out for me today. Um, Bradley Beal, I, I do still like him at 8,800 just because of the production, like you talked about. I mean, he's still, you know, 47, 55, 51, still putting up big games, uh, e- even with, with the lighter load. And then this center situation, uh, I'm just going to stay away. Probably the only guy I'd even consider would probably uh, be Bobby Portis. But but that's about it for me. Uh, Jabari, I think, is my favorite play from this game on all sides. Yeah, you know, Parker, obviously, he'll get more minutes if Jeff Green sits. So it becomes a little bit easier to play him if Jeff Green's out. But, uh, you know, I talked about, like, Bradley Beal's usage is down 5.4% when he's on the floor with Portis and Parker. It's very small sample size, 35 minutes, 34, 34.4 minutes. Um, and, and Portis has such a massive usage at 35%. But we look at everything, and we're looking at, you know, a minus 5% usage rate, but his fantasy points are going up. His fantasy points per minute have gone up 0.06. Uh, so when we look at like the the 36 numbers, he's averaging you know three fantasy points more um, per 36 with Portis on the floor. So he's just getting uh, that. Just tells me he's getting better better opportunities to score. Um, so I, I like Beal here. I don't think I play Sanarensky. I think I'm with you. Um, I have been riding this hot hand. It, it's just more of the price is caught up. Um, and you know, we jumped off last week. We'll wait till the price comes back down maybe, but I, I really like Bradley Beal. I really like Parker. If green's out, if green plays, I think you could fade Parker on DraftKings. He's too cheap on uh, FanDuel. You playing him no matter what. Um, yeah. and then Portis, like you said, and then on the Detroit side of things should be a game that, you know, we're expecting either one of, Blake or Drummond to have a good game. Um, the size wise, they should be able to have good games here. Um, you know, Drummond went for 45 fantasy points in the first time these two teams met, and Blake, um, the first two times the, these two teams have played, Blake has gone for he's averaging 48. So seems like a good spot, but will they're priced like they should be? Yeah, I, I get it, but I'm gonna take the risk here. Drum is my favorite center on the slate. He, he's just—he's he, my favorite center on the slate. I—I uh, I just couldn't bring myself to fade him against the Washington Wizards. And I know, you know, the last time they played, it wasn't—he didn't hang a huge number. But Drum is playing well right now, and now he probably gets one of the best center matchups on the slate. Last three games: 53, 50, 66. I've had him for one or two of those games. I know I had him for the game against New York. I, I, I can't fade Drummond in this spot. I mean, he, he's my number one center on the slate, period. Uh, you know, we'll get to Zubac later, who's probably a little bit cheaper, but I, I just think Drummond's got so much upside here uh, in a pace-up game with Washington. And I like Blake uh, equally, uh, but just centers have just proven that they're going to destroy Washington uh, Larry, n- none further than Larry Nance being the pr- prime beneficiary of that uh, on Saturday. So I, I really, 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 really like uh, Andre Drummond here in this spot. Reggie Jackson, 5,600, too cheap. Uh, we need to play him. Uh, if you look at his fantasy production here, I don't know why he's not 6K. Th- this is just not making any sense. But he's, it's looking like he's, his minutes have stabilized. He's probably going to be around 30 minutes. The only reason I think he didn't play 30-plus uh, against New York is, I think, because of a blowout. But other than that, his minutes have been really stable recently, and his fantasy production has picked up as a result. Love Reggie Jackson here uh, for 5,600. Last but not least, Luke Kennard. I think he's your value play on the slate. Played 29 minutes against the Knicks, put up 22 fantasy points. Gets a fast, up-tempo matchup with Washington at 3,900, playing almost 30 minutes. I think the guy's going to crush. Love Luke Kennard in this spot. On that note, we're moving on. We got Brooklyn at Toronto, um, 226.5 total here. Toronto favored by 11. Carroll is questionable. Dinwiddie's still out. Um, nothing on Toronto yet, obviously. Um, you know, Stuff pops up with them every day, so who knows. <laughs> Let's talk um, Brooklyn here. What's that? I said it pops up and then it goes away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything on the Brooklyn side of things that's standing out to you here? You know, Levert's come back. Um, it seems like his minute limit is going to be 
15 to 20 minutes for the foreseeable future. Um, what are we looking at here on the Brooklyn side, if anything? Man, you know how I feel about this situation. I am fully fading Brooklyn probably every day now. And it could come back to bite me at some point, but I'm just going to take the stats. I'm not playing any of these guys. Too many bodies playing, too many guys available. I'm just going to take the full fade every day. What are we doing with Toronto? I'm with you on Brooklyn. I'm I'm probably fading um, Brooklyn. I think I would need Kawhi and or Lowry to be ruled out to pull the trigger on any of these Toronto guys. And we love centers against Brooklyn, but Marcus all came off the bench over the weekend. Um, I follow along with that a little bit. Abaka still started at center against New York and, you know, he played 29 minutes. It's just a situation that I, I, I don't think I want to touch on an iron game slate with so many good options. Yep. I'm with you hundred uh, percent. This is a game I will probably, like you said, unless some guys are out, I'll probably X off every player. I mean, they're almost similar to Brooklyn right now, except all their players look better on paper. So, you know, they got Lowry, they've got Van Vliet, they've got Danny Green, they've got uh, Powell that they're going to give minutes to, Kawhi, uh, OG gets a few minutes, Siakam and Ibaka, and now you're throwing Mark Gasol into the mix. This is just a stay-away spot for me. I, I, I can't touch this game. And it's like – some of these good teams are just too good for their own, you know. So yeah, Philly's yeah. the same way. Philly, Milwaukee, Golden oh, State. When these teams are healthy, it's tough to pay the price frag for these guys. So, speaking of Milwaukee, we got the Bucks and the Bulls. Mirror tickets still out. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is out. That's all we really got here. Um, Hutchinson's out. Uh, let's talk Bucks first. Giannis is off the injury report. He's expected to play here with that knee that he missed. Um, over i think it was saturday's game what if anything here bucks against the bulls want to play somebody do we trust anybody um is there anything standing out to you here from milwaukee well we get a battle of the lopez brothers uh brooke lopez goes to visit robin um i like brooke at 5100 i still think that's fair um but this is this is a tough proposition, man. Bledsoe at seven K, I don't want to pay that. Middleton at sixty four, I do think Brogdon is still interesting at fifty seven. Uh, he's just been pretty solid, man. So he he's still respectable. And then I'm never going to tell anyone to fade Giannis uh, at eleven three. I I mean we've seen that there's still meat on the bone. He's been at sixty plus sixty or more the past three games sixty sixty two sixty seven. So I still like them here. Chicago's at home. You know, if they can keep the game competitive most of the game, then Greece going to smash here. And I think with some of the value, I definitely definitely can see a role where you just play Greek uh, and figure it out. I've got another stud that I'm going to invest in over Greek, but uh, I still like Greek in this spot here against Chicago. I'm guessing it's from the Portland OKC game. Um. The problem with Giannis uh, in this game uh, is just the fact that Westbrook and Lillard and Paul George are just better plays in the same game. So that's where that's where I'm at on Giannis. You probably will get him at lower ownership today if you want to take that route. Uh, if the Bulls are able to keep, maybe if they're able to keep this game close, um, Giannis explodes. But problem is, I, I don't necessarily think this game stays close i do think Giannis puts up right around 60 fantasy points which is a really solid day um i just westbrook i think can break the record for triple doubles uh consecutive triple doubles right didn't he tie it at nine or something um either tied or broke it but I, like russell westbrook's gonna get a triple double today so um the bulls side of things Markkanen's been fantastic, right? Uh, you know, we could start with him. He's been playing really good. Um, even in the Washington game, you know, that game was just an absolute shootout back and forth. Um, and, like, he didn't have an amazing day um, in, in that game, but he still had a really solid game. But, well, the guy that I want to talk about here, and this is probably on the aspect maybe that you're thinking this game stays close, is Zach Levine. Um, 6,800 for a guy that has gone for 40 fantasy points four out of his last five games. Um, 
the upside. I, I want to attack upside at price tags. And like this price tag, not the greatest matchup in the world. It's a tough matchup, but the upside is what I'm looking at here with Levine. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. 6,800. Like you said, putting up 40. This is the Levine that we saw at the beginning of the year prior to his injury that kept him out a few weeks. Uh, I mean, it's looking like he's back. And, and the main thing I'm looking at here is the shot attempts. Last three games, 17, 17, 21, 11 for 17, 10 of 17, 10 for 21. Uh, shot over over 50% the past two, and then shot around 47 uh, in that New Orleans game. Uh, but these have been three very good matchups, and so I, I haven't ignored that. Uh, he is going to have a tougher matchup, if you will, today, having to deal with Milwaukee. But I, I still like him at 6,800. That's plenty of meat on the bone, uh, you know, for a guy that, that's dropping 40 plus. I do think Otto Porter is playable here at 5,700. He's another guy that's got upside that can get you in the 40s, 50s. We've even seen this guy drop a few 60s before. Uh, and so, you know, if he can get it going on the defensive end and, and rack up a few steals, you know, this is a guy that I think could re really contribute to be a slate breaker as well. So Otto Porter, 5,700, that's more of a price play. Yeah, I don't mind Otto Porter. Um, and the thing about Levine is our, our DVA, um, our DVA likes this spot for him. He's, you know, I like to look for, like, when, when defensive efficiency is like a 10, 10 spot gap or when it's just an amazing matchup. But like on this one, like defensive efficiency in this matchup for Levine is eighth and DVA is 18th. That 10 gap is that's the type of matchups that the upside is there. Um, so those are the ones like obviously like Nawaba probably has the best individual matchup. Like we talked about that team, the Knicks just really, really stink. Uh, James Harden has an amazing matchup against Dallas, too. Um, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, for me, I think Levine's upside is certainly something I want to look at. And, you know, you talked about the Lopez-Lopez brother matchup. Um, I I could see maybe pulling the trigger. I, I just have a tough time on any site not named fantasy draft where you can play five centers. Um, there's just so many, like Drummond. We, we talked about Drummond, and we haven't got to Zubak or some of these other centers yet, so... We are going to get to Zubak right now, though. We got the Clippers and the Timberwolves. No line on this game, waiting on a lot of injury news. Uh, Chandler's out. Bayless is questionable. Covington's still out. Tyus Jones is doubtful. Uh, Derek Rose is questionable, and Jeff Teague is probable. Um, let's start with the Clippers side of things. You know, I was excited uh, when Clippers made one of the moves and we were going to get some high-usage guys, and then they brought on Jeff Green or Jermichael Green. Um and now, like, that front court's a little crowded, and I can see Zubox, the ownership, um, you know, pushing pretty heavy here. Like, they want to use Harrell off the bench. Zubox going to play 23 to 25 minutes probably. Uh, he started against Boston the other night. What are we doing with Zubox at high ownership? We know this guy is a fantasy point-per-minute crusher. 1.12 um, is what I think I – is what I wrote down. Um 23 minutes is pushing it, but if he pushes 25 minutes, like he's going to crush this price tag. Yeah, and see, that's another thing too, Stevie. This is another spot where, you know, I mean, DK has him at 4K. FanDuel has him at 3,900. I, I think I totally get this one because the minutes were down and maybe they just want to kind of wait and see what's going to happen this game. But I still think this is a little bit too cheap, uh, you know, if – what if he gets 28 minutes? Now we're now he's really going to start hitting that territory where you may have to have him. Uh, he was one he was one rebound away from a triple double over the weekend. Uh, had he gotten that, he would have went over 30 fantasy points for sure. So I I I like Zubak here. I, I think he's cheap enough. Um, I, I definitely, for me personally, I definitely wouldn't mind a drumming Zubak pairing on, on DK or fantasy draft. Um, you know, another guy that I want to mention for the Clippers, uh, Landry Shamit played, played a fair amount there down the stretch late, uh, play, ended up playing 27 minutes, put up 28 fantasy points. I think he's a guy we look at for sure here on this slate. Um, if he's going to get that kind of minutes against Minnesota, look out, uh, Minnesota's defense is awful. And I, I think he's a guy that could really 
really, really soars to the top here. Uh, I mean, especially on FanDuel, he's 3,500. He's the minimum. Now we've got two or three guys uh, that, that are just minimum plays, man, that we can really just elevate our lineups with. Same thing on DK, Landry's 3,900. Uh, I think I think this is the spot we need to play him. Man, I did not realize Shamit um, played 27 minutes in his debut against Boston. Uh, it's super solid, Will. Um, that's why I like doing two-man podcasts. Sometimes I miss things. So, um, obviously, the rookie is certainly in play. Um, you know, they're, they Clippers aren't playing for anything. They want to develop young talent. So, um, you know, there's obviously always a, a case to be made for Harold and Williams and Gallinari. Um, Gallinari, probably my favorite out of the group, but Really, I'm looking for the value guys here uh, on the Clippers. Um, there's enough minutes to go around for these guys and enough usage. So it's kind of what I'm looking at there. Um, Minnesota side of things. Uh, what are we looking at here uh, as far as the Timberwolves go? Well, I, I mean, I really don't want to play too many Timberwolves. Uh, I, I don't mind Cat. Like, I, I think Cat is fine. But I'm not, I, I'm not going to hop on this Andrew Wiggins train and get burned. Uh, he's a guy that he goes through these spells where he's kind of up and down, and that's the type of player he is. And there are certain slates where I don't mind taking a risk on someone like him. I just don't think today is that day. I, I don't think I need to risk it. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be pretty much fading uh, almost every Minnesota Timberwolf. I wish I could play Jeff Teague. I wish I could play Jeff Teague at 5,500. I just can't pull the trigger. We don't know what's going to happen with, with their minutes. Bayless, Rose, they got Isaiah Cannon there, a little bit of a log jam. Uh, you know, I thought Dario Sarge was maybe starting to turn a corner. He plays playing 25 minutes again. So I, I think maybe he's a guy you look at if you say, okay, maybe we take him against the Clippers, against a team that's you know, hasn't been playing well. But just realistically, Cat is the only guy that I want to take against this team. Yeah, like – Obviously, like Cannon becomes interesting if Bayless rose, um, and they're going to limit Teague's minutes, and we get like clarification that they're going to limit Teague's minutes. Um, then maybe you potentially look at um, Cannon; he's really cheap. But if we don't hear anything on minutes on on Teague, I don't think I would pull that trigger, um, yeah. especially on this slate. Um, well, I hate playing Wiggins. Um, I obviously, I have a huge bias uh, when it comes to Wiggins. I hate people that just have to get there by shooting. Um, I, the seven assists against New Orleans was a, a major outlier. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. That, that might have been a season high for him. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> This dude averages uh, 2.4 assists per game. Um, so the thing with Wiggins is he is a streaky shooter. Um I don't necessarily think it's chasing in a game that's pretty up-tempo. Um, he's going to play 35 minutes in. But if he busts, don't be shocked. Um, he's the guy that really relies on his shooting. Um, like I said, though, he is a very streaky player. The matchup isn't the greatest, but it's not the worst. Um, you know, obviously, you can throw a lot of the Clippers' numbers out uh, defensively for the season. They moved a lot of different pieces around. You're going to really have to look at like two weeks stuff in like a week and a half from now. But um, I don't mind Wiggins. How about that? Um, don't mind Wiggins. And I do think Cat could have a, a big game here against Zubak. Um, but the usage is down and the production is down. So I don't think I'll end up there. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if we were talking tomorrow night and, um, you know, Cat was having a big game. So um, moving on, Dallas at Houston. Brea's out, Capella's out, Harden is probable. Um, is there anything on the Dallas side of things that you like here? Well, I mean, so Luca's been playing really well since since the DSJ trade. Uh, I mean, he's had basically one bad game against Milwaukee. Outside of that, he's pretty much been 50-plus. So I think Luca's in play here at, at 8,800, 8,700, excuse me. On DK, I think he's in play. Uh, I even think he's on play on FanDuel at 9800 He's right in that price range where I don't think anybody wants to take a shot on him. But, you know, all this guy is doing right now is just balling, man. And uh, 
I, I don't mind taking shots on guys that now he's being able to show that upside uh, because they're, they're pretty much pretty much handed him the keys to the team. Uh, just just really like him. Like I said, I don't, I don't think he's the best play on FanDuel, but on DK, my goodness, that's a, that's a great price for a guy that's that that's can crank out a triple double against this team. So really really love Luca today, uh, and, and that's probably about one of the only guys like I've, I've been playing uh, THJ, and, and so obviously at 5K I still don't mind that he played 32 minutes, put up 34 fantasy points. Uh, I, so 5K for THJ, I don't mind that, uh, but but I think that's about it. I don't think I have to play. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't think I have to play um, uh, uh, Maxi or Powell. Uh, I mean, and these guys have been playing minutes, obviously, but but I don't think they're a necessity. Yeah, um, Luca's usage is insane with DSJ off the floor. We've been saying that all year. It's no, it's no secret um, at, at this point. I am a little worried about Hardaway here. Um, I hate shooters on back-to-backs. I talk about it all the time. Um, it's always a, a uber concern for me. Um, you know, obviously the trip from Dallas to Houston is not like this grueling trip. Um, but I, I always get concerned, uh, with shooters on back to backs and obviously Hardaway could have a good game here. It's cheap enough, but I think I like some of the value in the Cleveland, New York game more than I like Hardaway today. Um, yep, I'm with you. The Houston side of things. Um, <laughs> The streak, the streak for Harden is just—it's uh, new age basketball. Don't get me wrong, but it's insane. Um, like he's this dude's averaging thirty six point six points per game this season. It, it, it's just crazy. Um, it makes you wonder, like, what would Michael Jordan average if he played now, like nowadays? Um, like his ability to create his own shots and stuff. But anyway, um, to each his own. Harden, I'm not going to talk you off of Harden. I am going to say that he put up 42 points against the Thunder this weekend. Um, I, I saw this line. Put up 42 fan- 42 points and only put up 48 and a half fantasy points. Um, he's doing a lot offensively, but now that Chris Paul's back, the assists go way down. Um, and that was something that like we could take advantage of with Chris Paul off the floor. His assist numbers on the season got up to almost eight per game. Um, but they go down with Paul on the floor. Um, it goes from like eight to like five um, on a per 36. I think it goes to like five and a half, but um, it's just the price for Harden. I think Harden continues a streak. Don't get me wrong. I think he has a good game here. I just think at 12K, um, I'm okay with going other routes. Um, and honestly, don't love a lot here for Houston. Um like I like Fareed, his price is caught up with the production. If his price comes down eventually, maybe I take a shot on that. Like even the cheap options on this, like in this game, Dwight Powell and Eric Gordon. I don't really love the cheap options in this game either. Will, um, is there anything you want to try to sell me on here? Only person I can sell you on is Chris Paul, man, sixty nine hundred. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, and, and he's another guy I kind of tagged and been watching. You know, once I knew he was going to start playing 30 minutes, I, I immediately hopped on the train because he was just kind of too cheap. And, I mean, if you look at what he's done since he's hit, you know, pretty much 30 minutes, he had a 33-point game when he played 29 minutes. And then he played 33 minutes. He put up 38 fantasy points. He played 30 minutes against Sack, put up 40. Played 35 minutes against OKC and put up 49 and a half fantasy points. Uh, I, I like Chris Paul here at 6,900. Using our handy-dandy court IQ uh, tool, it's almost two assists per 36 for Harden. Um, Ten less fantasy points and a six, 6.2% usage uh, decrease when he's on the floor with Chris Paul this season. So, um, Still a 37% usage rate, which is insane. Uh, insanely high, but it's not that 40 40 what was it like 44 percent or 43 percent or whatever we were talking about for uh three weeks but um all right moving on to probably everybody's favorite game definitely my favorite game on the slate uh use some knicks and some cavaliers to pay up for some portland trailblazers and okc thunder uh jeremiah grant's out for this game it's a 231 total and okc is favored by six and a half uh let's start with portland um I love Lillard in big games. I feel like Lillard just – he does that, you know, Lillard time, like, tap on his wrist. And, like, he just – he gets up for these games. And 
I love him in big games, and I I'm not a I'm not a huge narrative person, and I don't want to play all this narrative BS stuff. But Lillard's a guy. This game has a really high implied total. This team has the third highest implied team total among the ones that we have. But well, the biggest thing here for Portland is they get the biggest pace bump on the slate. I don't know if a lot of people will realize that. Um, what are we looking at here on, on Portland? Yeah, man, I, I like Lillard here. Um, not that, you know, this is going to be a foreshadowing of a repeat performance, but last time, at, and this was at OKC, Lillard put up 60.75 fantasy points, and he was only, you know, $500 cheaper than he is today at, at 8100 He's 8600 in this spot. Uh, obviously, I think Lillard is the the optimal target here for sure, a guy that I think is going to play big minutes to try to will his team to a win. I really want to get C.J. McCollum in that mid-6K range today uh, just because, you know, OKC has been struggling at the shooting guard position this year, and C.J. put up 42 fantasy points. However, I just can't pay 7,100, excuse me, uh, for C.J. McCollum in this spot. Last but not least, Nurkic, 7,600, prices coming down. Uh, I've kind of been talking about this and alluding to this. I'm actually not afraid of Steven Adams right now. Something's going on. He, in my opinion, from the eye test, he just has not been the same defensive juggernaut. And so I want to take advantage of that with a guy like Nurkic that's probably going to get very, very little ownership. Nurkic isn't my favorite center today, uh, but if I was trying to work some things around and maybe I needed the salary relief, he would definitely be a primetime option for me. Yeah, I like this matchup for Nurkic. Um, like you said, Steven Adams' defense has um, been lacking a little bit lately. So it's certainly a spot I think we can um, look at him. And then, you know, you mentioned McCollum. Um, he's priced up on Fandle, too. Um, yeah. I, I don't – I don't. obviously, I live in Florida. I can't play on Yahoo um, unless I'm out of, out of state traveling or something. But maybe CJ McCollum is at a price on Yahoo that you can take advantage of him. But – just looking at FanDuel and DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, um, don't really see a spot that I could take advantage of his price on those sites. So it's really Lillard and Nurkic for me. Um, I don't mind Aminu, um, but like his his minutes are just so all over the place now. Like Ronnie Hood's getting minutes, so I'm just I'm out. Um, OKC Thunder. What are we looking at here? Uh, you know, as far as the Thunder goes. Um, you know, Westbrook just you pull up his log and it's like triple double triple double triple double triple double triple double um and I'm almost positive he tied the record the other day at nine is I think I got the text alert um and this will break the record if he does it again and like I I, I see Westbrook even if this game's not that close in the fourth quarter playing like 40 minutes in this game um I prefer Westbrook over Paul George today. But with Grant out, I think you can make an argument if there's enough value to play Westbrook, George, and Lillard in this game. I haven't messed with it yet. I don't know if you can do it. Um, I'm actually going to mess around with it here while Will talks about his uh, buddy, his BFF, um, Paul George. What are we looking at here, Will? <laughs> Listen, man, if, you know – it's no secret. It's another Paul George day. Uh, gosh, it just seems like every slate, he's just coming through for me. I mean, to be honest, I think he's been the most consistent fantasy player this year. And, and I'm not saying that as an exaggeration. Maybe him and Embiid. Uh, but but Paul George right now is going to get the nod for me. 10-3. I mean, he just put up 68.75 fantasy points against Houston here Saturday. Uh, obviously, that was another big piece to my success there. But gosh, man, I, I'm, I'm going to have to just stick with it and play Paul George. I love Westbrook as well. I, I don't, you know, I, I think he, I think you can get them both in if you if you want to. Um, another guy I wanted to mention here, uh, Terrence Ferguson played 35 minutes. I mean, I, the last game put up 26 fantasy points. You know, he is a form of salary relief. He's not safe by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, last game against Portland, he played 36 minutes, put up 26 fantasy points. I, I think he's okay. Uh, I think if you need the salary relief and 
he's kind of a last piece in. I don't hate it. Obviously, I, I think we got to assume that Patrick Patterson is going to get a few extra minutes. How many, I don't know, and I don't think he'll be incredibly productive. But Jerry uh, – not Jerry and Jeremy Grant – was playing about 32 to 34 minutes every game. Those minutes have got to go somewhere, and I can only assume that that they're going to go to uh, Patrick Patterson. And, I mean, if Pat, Pat is going to get 30-plus minutes, I, I I think he needs to be in consideration. He's pretty much the minimum across the board on all sites. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. Steven Adams, 6,200, I don't hate it. He's just kind of not my favorite play today. Yeah, the problem with like Steven Adams, you you can go down and you know, we're gonna talk about potentially playing Mason Plumley. Um if Millsap sits again, he's a little cheaper. Um DeAndre Jordan's a little cheaper. So like there's options to go down and save a little bit of extra few few bucks. Um you can do it, by the way, um, after playing around with it for a few minutes here, uh, depending on some of the situations, but you can play Westbrook, George, and Lillard uh, if you really wanted to in this game. So might be something that I'm looking at here. Um, need some stuff to open up, but it's certainly something I'm looking at. Um, I could potentially see Schroeder getting uh, some grant minutes and maybe playing around 30 minutes, but I don't know if I'd take that risk um, with some of the other value plays that we have on this slate. Um, like you said, Grant Grant plays – um, you know, right around 30 minutes, um, 32 minutes per game this season. So that's a lot of minutes to go around. Um, but I don't know if I want to try to pinpoint it. I really think I just want to play Paul George and Westbrook and, and, and call it a day, running back with Lillard. Hope this game is just a slobber knocker. Um, and we move on. Um, oh, I heard that in a while. Come I on, know, right? <laughs> a slobber knocker. Oh, that's slobber knocker. Miami yeah. at Denver. We got Gordon Dragic out. Jones is out. Harris is out. We're waiting on Millsap. That's why there's no line in this game. Waiting to see if Millsap, this sore foot, um, if he's able to give it a go. Miami side of things. Do we continue to look at Dwayne Wade? With Tyler Johnson gone, he's still not too expensive. We know the upside. Um, what are we looking at here as far as Miami goes? Man, I, I'm actually not as interested in this game either. I, th- I think the guy that I'm probably interested in is Deion, Deion Waiters. He put up a pretty big number today against uh, Golden State. I was about to say, this is a back-to-back for Miami, right? Yeah. So got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a back to back. So I mean, if Waiters is going to get some run, then uh, I think you have to be interested. I mean, Cars was just spot on with that. Um, you know, he tagged Waiters as a core play, and I, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's about it. Miami, it's too convoluted here. Olenek, James Johnson, Bam. You know, I, I don't want to play any of those guys. Is Whiteside going to get a full complement of minutes? We don't know. Uh, I mean, he's he's been pretty stable the past three games, but he could easily end up at 20 minutes in this spot against Jokic. So I'm just not thrilled about playing anybody from the Miami Heat today. Uh, and I think I'm just going to take the fade. I do think Winslow is safe. I think, I think if you want to play a guy, Winslow and Josh Richardson are your guys. Those two guys are just going to get 30-plus minutes regardless. Anybody else here? I like waiters for the price if he's going to play, but th- this is a scary proposition trying to pinpoint th- what this team is going to do. That's what I get for not looking at my notes. I have a paper, a notebook right in front of me, and I'm like, I forgot. This is a back-to-back from Miami going into Denver. It's the hardest back-to-back in the NBA. Dwayne Wade was a game-time decision on Sunday against the Warriors. Um, ended up playing 29 minutes. Do not be shocked if Wade sits here um, in this matchup against Denver. If that happens... We look at waiters, we look at Winslow, but we don't go crazy with it. Um, they're they're p- p- in play, but again, hardest back to back in the NBA. They're shooters. Um, be careful with this one. I, I'm going to be honest. Be careful with this one. Um, Denver side of things. Is there anything that you're looking at here on the Denver side? I think we just need to know if Millsap's going to play. He's still questionable. Uh, obviously, you know. We know that Plumlee could be a factor. Fifty-eight hundred at fifty-eight hundred, I think he's right in that range now. You know, similar to Bogdanovich, where maybe you have to think about it. I know he's he's been over thirty fantasy points 
uh, every game since Millsap is out. And, I, and so realistically, you know, 5,800 is still cheap enough, but I, but I still think that there could be better plays in that same price range um, and, and make you think about it. Trey Lyles is another guy that's been playing fairly well with, um, with Millsap out, 34, 24, 31 fantasy points. He's 4K. Uh, I don't mind that. And then actually Jokic, I, I don't I don't mind him either. He's a guy that I've kind of targeted with Millsap out. So thankful that I stayed on the train with him. I mean, he's given us 60-plus fantasy points in back-to-back games. So uh, I really like him here. And uh, th- those would kind of be the guys uh, that I would look at. I think I'm going to stay away from the guards. I know Will Barton had a nice game here over the weekend, but played about almost 40 minutes to get there. I don't think he plays 40 minutes against Miami. So I think the guard situation I'm going to stay away from. But Jokic, uh, Trey Lyles, Plumlee, if, if Millsap is out, I think those are the three guys you, you pegged there. Telling you, man, if you want a just straight shot in the dark, Malik Beasley, if this game doesn't stay close, he's probably still going to play 30 minutes. Um, his price has come down. It's probably a really bad play, and you probably shouldn't listen to me. Um, I'm just way – that price is just slowly creeping down. And this might not be the right slate, but I'm going to be watching it. Maybe I hope that he shoots really bad here and we get it cheaper next time. But Monte Morris has lost his minutes to Jamal Murray, and it's fine. But they are very, very interested in Malik Beasley playing with Harris out. Don't mind Jokic. I really don't like this game. Um, I like Mason Plumley. If Millsap sits, because Plumlee has been very consistent, we can trust the minutes if if Millsap is out. But outside of that, man, this game um, is one of those ones where I'm hoping I'm I'm winning a tournament and I don't have to sweat too much here. Um, well, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here on this awesome Monday. Um, give me your game over under. I know we don't have lines in some of these games. Just give me one that you're liking here. Man, I, I like this New York-Cleveland game. Uh, I think it goes over. I, I think this is going to be a really nice non-defensive matchup. Light coverages, blown assignments. Really liking the over in this one. I'm going to take the under in the Toronto game. 226 and a half. Um, I don't necessarily love that one, so I'm going to take the under there. Um, under 5K to 7X, who's your cheaper guy that you're looking at here? We have a few of them today for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to play it safe here. Uh, go ahead and give me Mr. Zubat. Uh, I think that's my guy. All right. Not the guy I thought you were going to take. Um, I'm going to take David Nawaba going all the way back to that first game. Um, I like the risk. I love the risk. I talk about it all the time. I am all for risky. Um, over 8K, not the 5X. Who's your bust today? Give me, give me Kimba. Took my guy. Um, like the Kimba call, that's that's where I was going to. Um, if I say Kawhi and he gets ruled out, do I get like bonus points? Um, <laughs> you know what? Give me Jokic. Man, you know what? And I, I, I've got another guy too. As, as a bonus, man, give me Harden. Ooh, ooh. Um, give me your six X guy. Who do you got? Oh man, this is gonna this is gonna be a good one. Give me Andre Drummond. I, I, I love Drummond today. Give me Drummond. Drummond it is. I write that down. Man, I want to take some risk with this one. Um, I like the Shamit call from earlier. You took Zubak. Um, this would be really easy if I knew Jeff Green wasn't going to play. I would take Parker, but not knowing that I'm going to go for a big game here from Damian Lillard and say he's six X's. Um, I like that. I'm really interested in stacking that game um, on this slate. So it's kind of where I'm going to end up. Um, not knowing, not knowing the injury news on um, the Bulls situation, not the Bulls situation. <laughs> So used to him playing um, for Chicago, but uh, the situation for Washington. If if I if I knew that, I would take Parker. Yeah. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, it's been a good weekend. Everybody, keep your head up uh, and just keep pushing forward, man. Good things always come around if you're doing it the right way. 
Trust the process. On that note, I will be back tomorrow um, talking some more basketball. Want to say shout out to the few people that I met at the racetrack this weekend. Always appreciate you guys listening. And if you ever see me, come up to me. I love that kind of stuff. I love chatting sports. It's always a lot of fun. I will tweet out the listeners league. They have not sent it to me yet. uh, So I won't be able to put it in the comments before I go to sleep. Hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Good luck in your contest tonight. And we'll see you guys again tomorrow.